Hello and a warm welcome back to the TNC podcast, your go-to Norwich City listen, along with Radio Norfolk's The Scrimmage. Um, <laughs> well done. I, Good start, I, mate. I feel well like I'm third wheeling today. Yeah, you mate, are. You're number one, you are. Yeah. You, you, found it, you found him and then I found him. We both found him in the dustbin. We so. helped him out. Yeah. But you're the master, oh, don't forget Rob, that. Rob, great to have you back Good on the show. Good to see you, Good to see you, mate. Good Good see you, mate. You get a nice t-shirt. Thank you, appreciate yeah. it. Nice plug straight away. Yeah. On Saturday. Another good performance on Saturday. It was. Um, Rob, it was a It didn't give me one, but anyway. No, sorry. Sort it out. You can have a mug. Thanks. It's been a year since you were last on the pod. A What's changed? Happened. What's changed? Not a lot, really, no. is it? I'm trying to think where we were this time last year. We were fifth. We were fifth, and Dean Smith yes. was still here just about. Yep. Yes. Okay, so Dean Smith Clinging was... Clinging on. Yes, and then two, and then the further year before that, we just about got rid of Farker, aren't we? So this is a bit of a loop, yeah. really, isn't it? We're in, we're, in a, we're, in a, we're in a vicious circle. But yeah, we're, we're sort of where we are. I think, ultimately, most Norwich fans are, you know, think where we should be, really. Mm. But maybe not, I don't know. Chris, uh, uh, so much to chat about today, but I walked out of Carrowhead on Saturday with a feeling of dread, I think, because it, <laughs> it, it, it does feel as if, where is this all going? Yeah, honestly, mate, there's just so, there's so many questions. There's so many questions to ask at so many levels. And you could argue that really um, those fires that we had in the Premier League uh, we were relegated that uh, you would argue that those fires have never really been put out I think don't get me wrong we've, we've thrown a blanket on it we've maybe put half a fire extinguisher on it but we've never really got rid of the fire and uh, and it's continued to, to go and yeah I think there's only so much that you know I guess certain people within the organization can do um, but at the same time, the way in which we're losing games at the minute is unacceptable. You can't be, uh, we'll go into the Leeds game in depth, obviously, but the way, the way that you just throw away a 2-0 lead, no matter who you're against, Jack, I think it's unacceptable. Mm. I know they had quality players, but 2-0 up, 60 minutes. What was that ridiculous stat that NCFC numbers shared? It was something like, since 1967, mm. Norwich hadn't lost a game at that point, 2-0 down or something ridiculous. Go and check out on there. Steve's X account. Mm. Um, yeah, really disappointing. Right, the, I think that the interesting thing this season has been around sort of fan sentiment because at the start of the season, when we were watching our, our home game against Hull, I thought, you know, this is going to be toxic. And actually, what we found was a really quite jubilant atmosphere and, and things felt good. And that continued for about a month. The form was good. Sargent was scoring, Barnes was scoring. And since then, it's been downhill hasn't it and, and it did feel as if we were only ever a few games away from it flipping and do you think we're now at a point of kind of no return amongst the fan base I don't think it's the point of no return because Norwich if they win the next two um, that's how quickly football can change and you know lots of people do buy into this never too high never too low attitude that every ex-player we speak to and you guys have them on this podcast will always say that they're mm. always like don't get too up don't get too down so I don't think it's ever you know, a foregone conclusion that everyone wants the manager out or everyone wants change. But what you just said is dead right. You know, that whole game, the mm. Adam Eder goal, mm. Adam Eder of mm. all people, who, you know, let's be honest, has been much maligned and he was all right on Saturday, but he, he missed an open goal, albeit offside. Thank goodness. Still, yeah. still and, a, and a very good one-on-one as yes, well. Yes, he in did. The first half but worked now. hard, you know, and, and did his job. I don't think he's the biggest one of our problems at all, no. Adam Eder. He scored that goal, which was a massive goal. 
the whole roof came off. I was down by the bar yeah, and yeah. you two were there as well. Yeah. It was incredible. What an atmosphere. So you're, you're looking at certain people in the director's box going, there you go, mate. There's your good atmosphere. Mm. When this place is winning, when mm. this place is buzzing, it's not the fans, it's the players we need to, to get it from. So that was great. We had the nice little start and it all looked good. But yeah. I really felt a, a dagger in the heart, if you like, in a metaphorical way of speaking, at Plymouth. I just thought it was rank poor mm. I said rank poor by the way there because I don't swear obviously um, it was just so bad yeah. I mean you know you guys have seen it. you've had lots of mates who were there and we were there and it was just dreadful and that was the breaking point where I thought this team is not there at all it's nowhere near it yes you throw in the fact that Ashley Barnes and Josh Sharden have both been missing for a large part of it but I think even with them two there I still think we'd be having problems because mm. let's be honest two good players but they ain't going to win you the league on their own, yeah. are they? I don't think we've got up the, off the canvas since that result. No, we haven't, Rob. We I don't. I really don't. If you, if you look at the way you know, we've, we've scraped through it, the only anomaly there is, is the Birmingham at home game, yep. obviously. Yep. Um, Which they did do well in. Yeah, they did do well in. But aside from that, it's been sluggish. It's been you know cheap goals given away. Um, you know, Missed some really easy opportunities to, to win games. So, yeah, I think Rob's right. I think you know that, that, was, that was the beginning of this huge downturn in mm. form I think the the confusing thing I'm, I'm struggling to get my head around Rob is, is our defence at the moment in goal and I know he won't be playing on Tuesday Angus, go, uh, Angus goal Angus, Angus Gunn um, one of the best keepers in the division Guaranteed. Jack Stacey who I've been really impressed with Brilliant. on the other side Yanoulis again really yeah, impressed been good. and I think Duffy and Gibson actually despite the criticism haven't been too bad yet in the past six games conceded the most goals in the league and we're in the bottom three in terms of expected goals against. I mean, what is going wrong defensively? Because that is clearly our issue at the moment. It's the head coach. Because you've nailed what I just said on Canary Call the other day, Jay. I'm sure you didn't listen and you've come oh, up with that yourself. Yeah. Well, you, don't. you obviously remember that bit. <laughs> the sum of its parts, that's a good defence. Yeah. Gunny, agreed. Brilliant goalkeeper. We love Gunny. Yeah. Jack Stacey could be player of the season. You knew this has been really good. And I think so in the championship, he's excellent. You know, what's your nickname good. for him? Emperor of Greece and all that. Emperor of North. Emperor of North, whatever, sort of. And you're right, you know, Ben Gibson, on his own, on his own merits, he hasn't had a great season. Was on the cusp of the England squad. Has been a good player for Norwich in general. Shane Duffy's been all right. You'd say that's a good signing. Yeah. But as a, as, a, as a five, if you like, they've been hopeless. Mm. And it's just so weird because each player is decent. I think Gibson has been lucky to stay in the team if I'm honest and I think you know we massively miss Grant Hanley and I think Jaden Warner might be kicking his heels a bit but he hasn't had more of a chance Danny after Bart. that brilliant performance and Danny Bart as well yeah hasn't had that opportunity yet we might we might see something soon but I think you're right as, as some of its parts it's a good defence but the head coach is the one who's obviously instructing the head coach is the one doing the drills and doing the tactics clearly whatever he's telling them to do isn't working because you're right that defence is shambolic at the minute it really is it's poor let's get on to Leeds um, a game of two halves has never been more true here. 2 0 up at half time, Chris. Do, I mean, maybe that doesn't tell the whole story because Leeds missed probably four chances they'd expect yeah. to score. So we, we rode our luck, but it was a beautiful goal from Sarah. Oh, uh, again, showing his quality. Sensational. And, and Duffy rising well as well. So at 2 0, you're expecting, okay. And even after 55, 60 minutes, you're thinking, We've, we've, we've nullified Leeds now and then out of nowhere three goals I mean can you, can you try and put into words the, the, the feeling around that I hate the fact that I'm feeling really negative about this and I, I'm on the side of the fence of it was a matter of when and not if 
Leeds were going to beat us, yep. to be honest Agreed. with you. Did you um, even think that a 2 0? Yeah, a 2 0's never a safe scoreline, full stop. Um, but God, we're rolling out the but, cliches but, today. It's true, it's true, but it is true. No, it's true. I can see um, why people say that, but it is and, true. And actually, true, yeah. and actually, you know, I've already mentioned it. Adam has a, a good one on one chance. He's got enough time to get a shot away and gets tackled. And also, and linked to the Leeds game, of course, um, we just want to send our best wishes to the Murrell family because obviously, sadly, Geordie passed away and an impeccably um, honoured 29th minute applause for him. And we'd we'd actually put the ball, it was Duffy again, put the ball in the back of the net after that mm, had just finished. After. I thought, mm. oh, wouldn't yeah, that be yeah. amazing for the Murrell family? But so my point is, yeah, we, we absolutely could have... Um, we could have been three 0 up at least, but as you rightly say, Jack, Leeds had. So, I think they were probably the most wasteful side in terms of the first half performance mm. that we've seen at Carrot all season. Um, Norwich, yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, no, look, I, I, but but for me and plenty, and I'm I know I'm not the only person that thinks this. I'd be interested to get your thoughts, Rob. The turning point of the game, and people might roll their eyes at me, but I stand by it. O'Neill was having the best game of his season and him and Johnny Rowe to be fair had leads on the back foot it had them thinking what Norwich could do to them yep. and as soon as those two boys went off obviously firstly with O'Neill and you bring on Tony Spring and I, I, I want to be really careful with, with this because a lot of I've seen a lot of really outrageous statements about, about Spring here. and my opinion is He's inexperienced, mm. and it ain't his fault. Mm, yeah. um, I know a few Derby fans that took him on loan in League One this season, and you know started a few games, didn't start a few games, stops and starts, wasn't ready. Um, and that's and, at League One level. Well, yeah, this is my point, and so you know I, I feel like it's incredibly harsh to to criticise Spring it, but I think it's totally fair to criticise that Wagner. We, we, we're two 0 up. And he changes the it changes the personnel, and we fall apart. And people will say, "Oh yeah, but Chris, um, they were tired." I've had someone say to me already, no. "Oh, Roe Ro was tired. O'Neill was tired." Seriously, fuck off. I, I just can't hear it. They're professional footballers. They need to be able to play ninety minutes. If they can't play ninety minutes, this is meant to be a fitter and team. And, and the, the, the the players you mentioned, Johnny, have been playing for England. Mm. Exactly, um, which, is, which means he's got match fitness. Yeah, and Anel as as. Not, I'm not going to say chilled out. He's still been working hard in training, but he's not been on international. Exactly. I think even if Johnny is tired and, and on L in the same bracket, they're better than the options. Absolutely, hundred percent. But that was the moment that it turned, and this isn't just an isolated incident because we had the same thing at Coventry. We bought on Danny Bart, and um, and we changed the shape, and yep. we invited Coventry on. Yep. Um, there was another game I can't quite remember forgive me I'm sure you could probably think of one but the, even those two games alone that's, that's six points isn't it well, well I think the, the example I would give was the, the team he started with if, you, if you're talking about the head coach and yeah. what he's doing against Plymouth you know it was clearly mm. wrong yeah. Wang was like he'd won a competition let's yes. be honest he was kind Still of going on fit. around him he's nowhere near it no. you know he is just nowhere near it and you know I'd love to see him do well but I think that ship might have sailed and they'll be looking at There's January. There's no but... way we've scouted him. Like, let's well, be honest. I, mean, I well, don't want to be too harsh, but... I think the issue here is he is essentially a fourth-choice striker. Yeah. And you are you are dipping your toes into a very limited offering when you're saying, would you like to come and be our fourth-choice? Yes, yeah, spot on. I love you, mate, but he's come off the bench. He's made one run 
and he's and he's practically on his haunches. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think he's that bad in terms of he doesn't try. I just think no, but he's, he's just not just fit. Not there. No, he's not fit, and he's just not there in terms of look dialed in. Huang yeah. wasn't the reason we lost on. No, agreed. Agreed. The, the frustration. Same as Springer. Well, well, the reason, the, the reason we lost, and this is where you know I'm not here to slag the manager off or anything like that, but the reason we lost is from the choices yeah. that Wagner made. Yeah. You nailed it massively with the Anel shout because you know, and, all, and I think we've got to be clear. Like, it was ridiculous how he was taken off. I yeah. think maybe your your praise of Onel at times this season, yes. Chris, has so, been yes. you know maybe Bordering slightly on, biased. Yeah, and he was in love with him. Let's be honest, which is fine because we all love. Anel. But for this game, he was impressive. He was really good. Yeah. That was his best game. You know, I'll, I'll speak for I'll, this is the Chris love from Anel. We know, but I'll speak for someone who's you know I've I've got you know I don't take him out on dates and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's all just it's all just I just respect him as a footballer. I thought he was really good and. I'm next to Phil Daly up in the gantry. Chris is commentating with Cootie. I'm, I looked at Phil. I was like, "Why is he taking the nail off?" And yeah. we were like, "Has he got? Has he got a knock? Yeah, Clearly yeah. not. Great assist for Sarah's Absolutely. goal. Absolutely." And and Chris kept saying, and, and Chris is a great um, kind of yardstick because you, you Chris Gorham, Chris Gorham, yeah, the one, the really the great Chris, as in the, with Chris's, not on radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flipping it. So the great Chris Gorham, he's I'm listening to his commentary and he keeps mentioning Nel Hernandez and he keeps saying that name and when you listen to it I know it sounds silly, but when you're watching the game and yeah, listen to a commentary, yeah, yeah. you hear the commentator and Chris always says this, he always says, If I mention someone a lot, I realise how well they've played. Yeah. And Chris and Kutu say, Oh no, I'm quite surprised at that one. Mm. So And isn't that ridiculous that, you know, even the biggest sceptic or, or critic of Anel would say, Well, that's been his good game of the season. Yep. Uh, the biggest critic or sceptic would say that. And yet he made he made the Sarah goal. I know, but hang on, sorry, he, he didn't make the Sarah goal. He passed it to Sarah. Sarah. But that's at, the assist. A, absolutely, absolutely. But isn't it ridiculous that then he was pulled off? I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, I'm I'm baffled and I'm concerned that this is a recurring thing. It's not a one-off. Let Let's go slightly bigger picture again. It wasn't spring it that lost us this game. It was defensive issues I think and the most frustrating thing for me Rob I think is is at 2-0 60 minutes on the clock or whatever it was I think Leeds at that point had kind of accepted defeat yeah they were they were really they were kind flat. of yeah they were, they were passive and they were flat and I think that if we'd have just cruised through that next 10 minutes we, we, we were home and, and, and dry we give them an opportunity even at 2-1 you think Leeds weren't offering much and we just collapse and is that a confidence thing is it a, a lack of kind of ownership of their own jobs what is it it's all those things you're a cricket fan he isn't it's like you're playing cricket and you get three quick wickets that's yeah. what it was they took three quick wickets and we were beaten and that's the end of the game you know because that's how it felt you know you, you, Sam Day I'll give you a shout out Sam he said that to me one of our producers at work you know and he's right you know that's how it felt yeah. and Dave, Daniel Farker David Farker I nearly called him Daniel Farker we, we talk about him as well he did what he did when he was at Norwich. Yeah. He made proactive substitutions. He changed things. Yes, it's got to be mentioned. Look at their bench. Incredible. Incredible bench in the championship. Say, was about so we'll, we'll take that into account. However, you've still got to put them in, in the right places. You've still got to put them in you know, and make them effective substitutions. And they were. Mm. They were tremendous. Yes, they're good players he was bringing on. And he had other options. He's got Luke Ayling on the bench, for goodness sake. He's, mm. he's, the, you know, he's the captain and what yeah. have you. But he made changes. He, he recognised the problems and he corrected them and he asked questions of Norwich and we couldn't answer them. End of game. I, I think Rob raises a good point there and, and maybe to you know do light and shade a little bit here, we, we do have to appreciate that Leeds... Uh, I still believe that Leicester will win the league. 
I think Leeds will be first or second. Yeah. I think they're going to be second, to be honest with you. Let's hope so. Eh? I think Leicester, well, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> let's pray um, for, for reasons that we won't explain. You look at those players that they bought on off the bench, and it's ridiculous. You know, that Nonto guy that doesn't even Nonto's want... Nonto's amazing. He, uh, he, he, Great and player. the fact that he doesn't even want to be at Leeds, mm-hmm. and yet look at what he did yeah, he to came us. on and smashed right? us. Yeah. Somerville as well. You know, absolutely ridiculous. Um I do, but, I do politely disagree with you, Rob, on Farker's proactive substitutions. He can do no wrong. He left it too late multiple times. He, he was, did, no, he and did. And he was far, too, he did, was far too stubborn in the Premier League, agreed. Rob, And that was one of the reasons agreed. for the awful no, I'll take form. that point. But what I will say is when he did get it right, he got it right. Absolutely. I don't remember, and forgive me if I'm wrong listening, and put it in the comments if you can think of one. I can't remember Wagner really changing things. There probably is examples, but I don't remember that being a real strength for him. Yeah, no, I, it's I agree something where that. he can change yeah, again. Paul Lambert... Going back a bit was the master of that, mm-hmm. and that the absolute yeah, master. You know, he could change things and spot things, and that's down to Ian Colbert as well, of course. Yeah. It, 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 just on that, I mean, yeah, Leeds' squad brilliant. Leicester, when we came up against them, brilliant. It, it feels as if that's an excuse, though, because mm. you know Plymouth yeah. weren't able to bring brilliant players off the bench. Coventry weren't, and we've been unpicked multiple times. Even we look back to that Stoke win at home. I think we were lucky to kind of get through that and there wasn't too much proactiveness to... Mm. Anyway, enough about that. Daniel Farker returned. I, I was really interested, Rob, to see, one, what the fan reaction would be like and, and the other, if Leeds were to win, which they did, how he would respond. I thought his... You know, we, we, we've been critical of Daniel Farker probably more than most, but I thought him at the end epitomised class. Yeah, he's a class bloke, you know, in, in terms of, you know, from a football point of view, he never, ever... Was, was angry with us when we speak to him as media. You know, he was always polite. He was always balanced. He didn't cut, cut up rough with us, which we have had with managers. Not that it matters if they do. We're not, you know, it doesn't matter to us if they shout at us. But he was always, you know, on a, on a level playing field with us. So we, we as, as media people and reporters, we've always had a lot of respect for Dan. He was always nice to me. Um, that's irrelevant, really, because he's bringing another team there. But the way he built that rapport with the fans mm. is something that the club have lacked ever since. You know, you haven't had that. Dean Smith, lovely bloke. We all like Dean Smith. Great to talk to. Decent, you know, good football man is what you'd call him. Really great guy. Nice to us as as media people. Nice to you guys as fans. Mm. Nice to any fans he met, but there just wasn't that rapport. Daniel had that more than lots of other Norwich managers. Mm. I think Paul Lambert's probably the one of all, I know it sounds a bit daft now because of where he went after, but for all the managers, I think he was the one that had that real kind of idolisation from yeah, the fans the aura, because yeah, they were yeah, like agreed. this guy is magic yeah. and he was and I remember working with him as in reporting with him and interviewing him and speaking to him and I had the, it was like oh this yeah, is Paul yeah. Lambert this is special yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got that and I think Daniel Farker went even further than that in that he you know fans just absolutely loved yeah. him and there's, there's, there's fans tweeting me and I, 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 won't, I can't name the person because I can't remember who it was who afterwards, I sort of put up a little video of him coming out and waving at the fans and one said, well, you know, people like you got him out calling for it. It's like, well, that's not true. And I want to say to that person, you, you can go back in all the archives of Radio North. I never, ever said Daniel Farker should go. That's not what I will do. We However, did. <laughs> you did and you, you've owned that and that's fine. And you're entitled to that. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that's irrelevant. The bottom line is, yes, he had bad results, but that doesn't stop us respecting what he did yes, as a brilliant yes. manager for us. He gave us some great times. And... He is class. He's a class guy. He knows how to work it. I think that was that was very well worded, Rob. I, th- I think you know, from a football respect, you know, you res- you respect him, don't you? Um, what what he did at at Norwich City, and and I think you, you mentioned there, 
his connection with the fans. He was our first foreign manager. You know, that in itself is something special that Norwich fans will, will always forget. Still absolutely stand by um, what, what I said and how I said I wanted and when I wanted Daniel Farker to leave. Um, I stand by that. I think it, it was time to close the chapter. But that doesn't mean you can't that doesn't mean you can't now say what a class guy. Absolutely. I mean, this is what makes me laugh. Don't Absolutely. get me worked up, Chris, because I will. No, it just annoys up. me that people. It's like, well, you you said you wanted him going, which you guys did, yeah. and that's fair enough. But I still respect him. Exactly. Mate, so you can mate, have when both, we, mate. When when the club said enough's enough, and even before that, I literally created this massive, long, great, big thread on Twitter. Tell it, telling everyone about how much I respected what he did for the football yeah. club. Young players, first foreign manager, yeah. two championship titles. I can go on forever, but obviously still with with, him, think... with you know getting rid of him. But what I do want to say, and Jack raises it very well, I was so happy that he did the respectful thing yeah. after that game because he was within his rights to give it the big un. And he didn't. And for that, I have to give him a lot of praise and credit. As I say, from a football respect, I respect him. I think it it just proves, doesn't it, Rob, that being a football manager now is more than just winning games. Leeds craved for someone like Bielsa after he left. And I think Farker's not Bielsa, but in terms of getting someone like him, he can unite a fan base. And Leeds haven't been, I think they'll admit, haven't been great at times this season you know a, a really erratic start to the campaign but they're getting there now but they're getting there now and I think they always had a, a bigger belief under mm. Farker and I think and I think we've and he did try and nick that. Kenny McLean who was on the cheek so he did that's a, that's a reason to be angry with him shall we get on some Twitter questions there's so many there are right so the first question that we've got Jack and there's from, lots of them yeah there are so many uh, from NCFC Jake good afternoon good evening good morning whenever you're watching and listening to this he says, how long are you two, now three, going to give Wagner before you start to seriously question his future here? And honestly, I'd say 50% of these questions are about David Wagner. Should he, should he be sacked? Should he stay? You know, questions are being asked now because of the form. We'll obviously go to you first, Rob. Where, where, how do you feel about that question being slung at this point? Where does that sit with you, mate? It's, it's the, I think it's the right question because I think fans are entitled to say that. Um, I think it's it's such a weird time at Norwich City Football Club because you've got Ben Nappers coming in about a month away from now, a bit, bit longer than that. Stuart Webber's going to, by all accounts, kind of, I'm not going to say hang around because that sounds a bit flippant, but he's going to be there, which in many ways is good because he's gonna, not going to sort of bed him in, as it were, and look after him and he's showing where the post-it notes are and you know all that kind of stuff, where the toilets are. So that's good. But you've got this situation where you're going to have Stuart Webber there, yeah. you're going to have Ben Napper there. Ben Napper might go, oh, I don't fancy him. I don't fancy him as our head coach. And Stuart's going to go, he's my mate. Yeah. You can't sack him. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm yeah. sure they'll be professional about it. And Stuart's going to say, well, actually, it's up to you because you're the boss now. But I'm not saying that Ben Napper's going to come in and instantly go, off you go. But between now and then, we've got Middlesbrough on Tuesday night. We've got Sunderland who are in the top six. Always tough going up yeah. there, of course it is. You've got games like right up until when he comes in, Watford away. You know, that's yeah. always a tricky place. Yeah. There's lots of other tough games coming. Blackburn at home, you know, it's always going to be a tough one. So there are some tough games coming. If Norwich lose the next two, and this leads into what I think your point is going to be, Jack, and your point as well, it's going to be difficult, isn't it, for, for a manager to justify his position. I think fans are going to ask that question. Uh, and it's not the week you want when you're a manager under pressure. I mean, you know, Borough... Five in a row, everyone. Borough hitting form. 
Um, Sunderland, as, as Rob alluded to, going really well. I think the it was interesting when when Rob was last on the show, November twenty twenty two. I was looking back. Norwich were fifth. We were five points off Burnley at the time, and at, in, and even at that point, it was it was you know all we want Dean Smith out. Yeah. Well, Norwich haven't progressed in a year. They've gone backwards, and I know we there's been you know we had to sell good quality players. I actually think the recruitment hasn't been too bad. But in terms of management, I've seen absolutely no improvement um, from that side. I, you know, I think Dean Smith um, had positives. It was, it, I think it was the style of football and that lack of rapport that eventually got him sacked. But if we're looking at them fairly, if you're sacking Smith, you've got to sack Wagner. The, the issue, I think, the issue you've got is who do you bring in? And, I, and I've always been of the agreement, well, that's not our jobs. So that's for someone on, you know, yeah, a bit more cash at, the, fair point. at, the, fair at point. the club. So I don't think you can hold on to that. I, and I know every manager will have these issues. I think he has been unlucky with injuries this season. Mm-hmm. To lose your two best strikers at the club, and at that point we were going well, is a, is a really kind of, is a, is a big gut punch for, for Wagner. But if we are looking at it honestly, there hasn't been improvement. The last six weeks have been appalling and I can't see how it gets better. Mm. I really like this take from Julian Scott on uh, on X and he said, problem is Chris, beyond that starting 11, Wagner evidently has a weak squad made worse by injury to key players, as you mentioned, Jack. When he needs to bring on fresh legs around 65 minutes, his substitutions inevitably weaken us. It's a catch-22 situation. Not completely his fault, but Delia's and Weber's too. I, I, so there is context to be had here. Um, I, 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 I don't agree with that fully because as we spoke about earlier, Rob, I don't know if the squad is that weak. We've gone through the defence, all no, the, fairly solid. No, no, the starting 11 is fine. But beyond it's that, subs, mate, yeah. you, you, you can't change a game of football. But, okay, I mean, we all wanted Forshaw to start. He was on the bench. You've got Signs, who we wanted to start. He's on the bench. He's been injured, to be fair, but Um, yeah, he's back. I I think there's far worse squads in this division. I agree with that. And we've got a bigger budget. Yeah. You know, and we have got players that have been in the Premier League. You know, we've got players like Kenny, who, you know, he's been much criticised, but I think most people would agree he's an important player for us now. He's the captain. He's done well this season. You know, and, and you're right, the defence is a great example, but you know, the four of them are decent players, yeah. and yeah. include Gunny is five, but so this, together they're just dreadful. Yeah, but 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 then this is the thing, Rob, I think I think I think we maybe are pointing the finger at David, and I think it's maybe valid. I think it is because as but you, you say, c- these players aren't bad players. No. And I and you know what, I, I talk nonsense, right? And I speak, I spend as much of my time because of that asking people that actually are within the football industry what do you think about the mm. tactics the personnel the recruitment mm. and they've been critical and they've said mate Wagner should be getting more out of these players for, for me I think post Middlesbrough and Sunderland if we lose both of those games we are getting towards if not already at untenable territory the- I really do because the, the, the fans will turn it's already on a knife edge um, I think that let's say we you know get four points or amazing if we get six yeah. from the next two the argument then Rob is well it's papering over the cracks well, and then, and then it, all it there, takes there is, is another that, defeat but, and then, well but there is that but, but the powers that be at Norwich City will go well look we're back in the top yeah. six that's where of we course, want to be of course. so that's where you've got a problem you have to look at it from a removed yeah. kind of 
point of view, and this is the never too high, never too low attitude. But this is where I feel pretty low at the moment. Yeah, I do, and and also <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't think David Vargas is a bad manager at all. No, and I agree with you, Jack. I don't I think keep that. changing the manager is going to do any good. You know, we all laugh at Watford. I mean, we're not going to go that extreme. I just think the the problem Norwich have got is it's a transitional period. Yes. This is such a transitional period. And but how long I don't, are we in transition? I know. For? No, Agreed. I agree. <laughs> but, we, but we are in the longest transition of all time because <laughs> yes. we've got yes. we've got this situation I've already gone through with, with Weber yeah. and Napa, which yeah. I think is a bit strange, if I'm honest, because most jobs in football, and I've been covering football for a long time, you're lifelong football people, football fans, you get the manager goes or the sporting notes goes, the new bloke or woman comes in, bang, yeah. that's the end of it. Yeah. The other one goes and off you go. But we've got this weird situation where Stuart, and I think there's many positives to that, but I also think there's some negatives. We've also got this this Atanasio situation, yes. which I oh, think right. we're all excited about. We've heard from Mark, we've, we've heard from Mike on this very podcast, where and Radio Norfolk, where yeah. they've, but not Mike, we haven't had Mike yet, but anyway, but they've spoken glowingly about how much they love the club already, and they seem like really good people, they're, 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 they're the kind of people you want in your football club. And quite rightly, they're not going to just walk in and take over and, and it's going to be... That works in the boardroom, but you have got Delia and Michael who are going to be there for this best part of three years. Mm-hmm. That's a transition period. I just think we just perhaps need a fresh start and that's where we're going. Where are we going to go? Is it going to be kind of grey areas for the next two years? Do we really know who's in charge? Mm-hmm. Is it Anatanasio? Is it still Delia and Michael? Is it Stuart Webber? Is it Ben Napper? You just need to go, right, this is our plan and we're going to go for it full full play. We're not going to be half one thing and half the other. So what is a fresh start to you? A fresh start to me is letting Ben Napper be the boss. Okay. If Ben Napper is the sporting director and that's who they've picked, you say to him on November the 27th, I think that's the date, you're in charge, you make decisions, see you later. Okay. I'm on the phone if you need me. This is Stuart Webber. You've got my missus here as well. She'll, she's still the boss of, of the executive side of things. I'm See you later. I'm going to go and do whatever I'm going to do, right? So that's what you do, and then Ben Napper can make his own decisions, and he can that's your concern, keep the manager, sack the manager, get a new manager. You know, I saw someone, I think that's coming up in the text later, someone mentioned Jack Wilshere, which I thought was incredible. I was like, where's that one come on? Yeah. That's the first I'd heard of it. But I'm not advocating sacking the manager at all, but I want someone to run it. And if you've decided that Stuart Webb is going, and, ha- and he's decided that, that's fine. Stuart's done, you know, in large parts, a great job getting us two titles, etc. Yeah, with Daniel, of course, of course. brought in some fantastic players for us as well. You know, Emmy and Timu being the two big ones. But if he's going, great. Let's let Ben Napper run it. Let's let him be the boss. Linked to what Rob said, great points by the way, mate. Bang on. Love the passion as always. You know me, I'm passionate, passion merchant. Um, Matt Johnson, this is the most liked response. Well, I'm Matt. So he's, fa- a, he's a big wrestling fan, Matt. Fans so. want a response to this. And of course, Matt. we'll go to our special guest on this. Stu- has Stuart Webber left Norwich City in a better place than he found it? There were certainly high points, but I'd argue we are substantially wor- in a worse footballing place when he arrived and current sorry then when he arrived and currently only heading in one direction are we in a better place rob than when yes. weber took over yes we are because he has sorted out lots of stuff behind the scenes the training ground is is completely different i think that was really important in terms of league position no we're still a mid table championship and that team. is what really absolutely all fans will care about. they don't absolutely. care if they've got a swimming pool absolutely but he would argue trains. that having the swimming pool having the great gym which they have got we got a tour from the yeah. man himself back Lovely in the gym. day the vegetable patch etc 
that's the sort of thing that brings players in. And the soccer bot, don't forget the soccer bot, which which we saw Abu Kamara had a go at. It was great. Um, he's he's doing all right. Ports the vegetable apparently. patch will bring the vegetable friends, patch, the butternut squash, all that. But joking aside, you you know, Gabby Sarah comes to our football club. And that's a lovely radish. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and he's thinking, you know, I I love a bit of radish. I love a bit of leek, whatever. <laughs> but all joking aside, Gabby comes to our training ground. Clearly, yeah. had to pick wowed. a few European clubs. I don't know about wowed. But I think he thinks it's all right. This why wouldn't he be wowed? Well, uh, yeah, it's you a training ground. It. No, 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 no. You gave this his way. You need to put more. Both of you need to put more respect on that training ground. On the vegetable patch. No, not the vegetable patch. The training <laughs> ground. I, hang on, I just brought it up, mate. No, I know, but you're saying, well, oh yeah, but it doesn't really matter that much, and it, it isn't no, that good. No, the question was, has he made? Has it things? Yeah. Is it better? Yes. Infrastructure. Yes, yes. Because of the training okay. ground, not on the pitch. And Jack quite rightly said, Sarah we're not teaming up on any by now, well, by the way, but Jack time, quite but... rightly said that football fans don't worry about vegetable patches. Of course, of course, of course. It's like me saying, and this is one of my things, it's like when people, I, I really hate this, I really oh. hate this. <laughs> I'm going to get it out there, yeah. right? You're Sorry right. if this offends anyone, but I really hate it when football fans get excited about transfer fees. <laughs> oh, we're going to get 10 million for X, Y, Z. What? You don't get a cut of it. You know, this isn't, this yeah, isn't a cooperative. Thing, people, all people Who cares? Care about, it's yeah, not but, football manager. Yeah, yeah. You don't get nothing for it. I'd ra- I want Gabriel Sarra to stay here till he's 43. Yeah. He'll still be decent then. Yeah. I don't want him to go. And if we get 38 million for him, that's not my money. I want the best players to stay at this football club. But this is the XG Tacticos world that, that we live in. It's like, oh, link good, to we'll that, get a Rob. sell-on clause from Addison. Like, link, to that, Madison. link to that. I'm going to throw another one at you, Rob, from oh, Finley yeah. H. Who says, drink. rave. Only one rave from that game, and that has to be Gabriel Sarah. Too good for us, I'm afraid. Jack, yeah. I think we might be, well, I certainly think if our form continues... We're going to struggle to keep that man in January. Well, uh, there was a question here from from good friend of the channel, oh, right, Craig Killer, who said, "Can't be bothered to moan, so let's just enjoy Sarah." Yeah. Well, I'm in a in a real pessimist, you know, pessimist mood with Norwich City at the moment, and actually, I'm seeing this as a negative. I'm thinking, well, he's gone in January, and then we've got no hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll there still is have that. Johnny Ray. I mean, uh, Sarah, will we though? God, He's God. been linked with Sarah, now. Yeah, Wolves were linked with him 15 yeah, million. I've, I've heard that's not true, but still. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've discussed Weber at, at length. Sarah was clearly a, a very shrewd bit of business. Excellent. Um, Credit to Weber for that. And I think and I think he's been brilliant. I, you know, his numbers are incredible. The goal against Leeds was actually far better watching it back on the highlights. I thought they beat sort of three or four players. Um, so he's, he's certainly a bright spark. You've mentioned Rowe, but again, this is me going, the squad's not too bad. The fence is good. You've got the championship's best midfielder in Gabriel Sarra, and he is. Yep. You've got Jonathan Rowe, one of England's top young talents. Yep. And he's going to cost you a grand. Yes. And um, so I'm going, well, actually, the, 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 the squad's quite good. Yeah. That's what's frustrating me. Do we keep Sarra in January? I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough to keep Johnny Rowe. I really do. <sighs> I don't, don't think that. either. If we lose this man, oh my no, god! No, I, I know, yeah, but, I but both of them don't want to go. I don't think uh, no no noises coming from their camps mm, to yeah. say they want to go. But it's not. It's the Norwich way, isn't it? I think we have to sell. I think if you're Rowe, I'm more confident we keep Rowe. He's guaranteed game time. I'm not sure he's quite at the level to be a regular starter. But can in the we Premier afford League not to sell yet. him, Jack? Well, mm. yeah, there is that. And that's not a I question for us, really. Fees, no, but it, it, it's the point. No. What is the point of watching football? You know, I look. I'm different. I'm I'm 44 years old, right? I'm from a different really? generation. Wow. To you. I look good, good in it. I know, oh, but done. yeah. 
I've got a dime a beard and all that business soon, but I will do it. Listen, I've got I've been around a lot longer than you boys watching this football club. Yeah. And Norwich have always been a selling club. That's the way it is. But when I was a kid, was I happy when Robert Fleck went? No, no. I was devastated. Yeah. I pretty much nearly cried. I was doing a paper round. I read it in EDP. That's how we found out stuff without actually reading the paper. Your right. Robert Fleck's a bit better than my Malky McCarthy. Yeah, but Ma- Malky was one. a top player. Well, there you go. But that's a good example. Malky was a top know, player for us. I know, I know. You know, Flecky, Darren Eady, when he went, you know, and I know Darren's will, will probably be watching. He knows how much I think of him as a person and as a footballer. Yeah. One of my favourite ever people in the world. When he went, I was absolutely, fu- I was absolutely fuming. Mm. I was crying. I was upset. That's how we're used to that, but it doesn't mean. But now football fans have been kind of conditioned to go, oh, I've got nine million. That's good yeah. business. It's like no losing good players is not good yeah. business. Yeah. So you yeah. need to get to a position. And to be fair to Farker, he always used to say this in his presses. I'm sorry to bring him up again. He always used to say we want to get in a position where we don't have to sell our best yeah, players. Yeah. And Stuart Webber said that as yeah. well. So where is where where is the plan to get there? Mm. I've got a really important point to bring up and. I've seen lots of people post this afterwards, and I actually do agree with it. Rant. This is from Finley H again, he's on fire this week. He says, I'm actually a bit fed up with some fans who are angry with how we play. It's obvious that we start at the back and wait for the press so we can counter. And I think it worked for most of the game. I think booing or putting pressure on the players doesn't help. And and we, we actually saw, I think it was Duffy, had to tell the fans to sort of you know calm down at one point and i have to agree um i know that rob you'll never say anything wrong about about the fans but for me that one there is a bit of a stinker like come on guys you know we, we know what we're trying to achieve here and don't get me wrong it's not good for our heart health including mine i'm moaning in the stands a little bit but you you can at least understand the reason why can't you i think well Rob, you were at Coventry. I thought we were shambolic that day. It was just really, really dull. Really lucky to get a draw. Really dull. And, and we were trying to play this kind of invite the press on. And yeah. Coventry were like, well, actually, you just have it. We don't okay. want it. Yeah. I thought it was a bit better against Leeds. It's all well and good saying, it's fine when you've got the ball, mm-hmm. but we're so out of shape when we when we give up possession. And, and they just picked mm. us open. So, yeah, part of it worked. At the end of the day, Chris, I think fans are justified to be annoyed. I, I didn't come away from there going, oh, you know, it nearly worked. And I like when Gibson invited on Somerville to... <laughs> I, I was going, well, we've lost the game 3-2. But and yeah, we've, and no, we've no, now no, lost five no, of the I last know, seven no, games. I know, I know that. But with the team that we've got, surely you can't criticise that idea. Part, I think... part of it worked, but we lost the game. That's fair enough. No, that's fair enough. Is that, and, is and, that and, where and, you're at? And unfortunately... <laughs> uh, unfortunately no, that's totally right. We're, we're in a position now where we can't be patient about this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. But you can't... I do, look, I understand. I'm not a, I am not a dinosaur, despite being 44. I do understand football. I've played football to a very poor level. <laughs> I know you boys have as well, probably a little bit higher than me. You know, I've watched football all my life. I'm obsessed by football. I think that's obvious that I'm a football reporter. I understand that way of playing. I understand yeah. you're inviting the, the pressure. You are trying to keep the ball. If you don't keep the ball... It's game over. Yeah. If you give the ball back to the opposition, it's game over. So it's, 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 you've got to keep the ball. If, you, yes. if you're fannying it about with it at the back and then you give it away or you pass it out for a throw-in, you've lost possession. So you've totally and utterly ruined what you're trying to do. Yeah. So what's the point of doing it if it's not going to work? Yeah, but Rob, you do, you've got more of a chance of keeping the I ball. I understand. I understand. If you see Man City and Liverpool do it and Spurs and teams like that, you know, that's completely different yeah. because you know with, with, with Spurs, you've got... 
the legend that is James Madison there to, to finally get mm. it to, then something happens and you get a chance. You've got Son running onto things. Norwich just aren't good enough to play that game for 95 minutes, 98 minutes. Mm, They're not good enough. They've got to flip it up a bit. Let us know in the comments on YouTube if you're watching Or Ring Canary Call. Yeah, or Ring Canary Call and tell us what do you think about playing it out from the back? I personally think we should stick at it. Well, I really do. Uh, well, I, I mean, how long? How you know? We've talked about our nine-year transition. How long do you stick at it? <laughs> well, because look, actually, just... we've, we've we've talked about it already. A year, and there's been no progress. So it's, should we give it till the end of the season? It's just give the it least. The end of the decade, I'd say. The... <laughs> <laughs> I just think that is the least of our worries, in my opinion. This though but, has got but me worried. But you can't. You can't. I'm not going to slate the fans ever. So if the fans are, are digi, which is a, a lovely word that I love to use. What digi, does that mean? Digi? Digi. Like, cool. bit digi, you know. Like didigi do. Yeah, yeah, no, no, like a bit digi, you know. Oh, I like oh, that. A bit digi. Yeah. You can have that one. Nice education. So, yeah, you. so if the fans are a bit Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Football Factory. Have you seen it? Oh, okay. Yeah, Danny Dyer. That's yeah. Classic. Classic. No, it's not. Joking, joking. Have you ever seen Football yeah, Factory? Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. Oh, I love that film so much. Brilliant. I know it's a bit, it's a bit Brexit, but I do like that film. You know, it's just brilliant. Anyway, digi. The fans are getting digi. You can't, you can't blame them. You can't expect no, no, human no. beings to just go, everything's fine, I'm all right, I'm just going to sit here and fold my arms and clap yeah. politely. It's not going to happen. Here's what fans I'm getting, have got their rights. Mm. Here's what I'm getting digi about. <laughs> Chris Reynolds says, do you agree that it was a good performance against Leeds? Is David Wagner missing the point that points mean prizes? I must admit... I am getting concerned at some of the post-match stuff. Like, and I know some of it can be forgiven. Like, I always have this rule. I try my very best not to post half an hour after the final whistle because I know I'm emotional and I'll say something stupid that I shouldn't That's the do. Best time, mate. Um, well, for you, yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, my point is, David Wagner's coming up with some interesting, interesting, I'll say, things post-match. I don't think you can class a good performance as one where you concede three goals at home after being two well, up at 60 minutes. Look, and I think Leeds had 19 shots on goal. Did they? Four of those in the first half should have been goals. Yeah. We yeah, could have I quite agree. easily gone into half-time 4-2 You'd call them unlucky in the first half. And, and you wouldn't yeah. then say, well, this has been a good performance. Yeah. Because it's not sustainable and there's, there hasn't been progression. It's so you what, agree that that's absolutely poppycock? Well, it wasn't a good performance. We lost the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's not, good, it's, not good for, it's not a good performance right. if you We're lose. We're all agreeing, right? And, uh, and it's not a good performance if you tune it up at half time and you lose. That's that yeah, makes it no, worse. It's not a good performance if you tune it up after one hour and you still lose. And this and, is concerning, isn't and, it? And I think you can you could probably get away with saying it was an okay performance if you'd won, you know, three. Or even last if we'd have drawn two two and held on. I mean, it would have been all right. We got a point against the good team. But you know, we're in a we're in a really dire situation now. Yes, we are. It does feel like Norwich are on the slide and the players and the, the hierarchy and the, the head coach at Norwich won't say that. They wouldn't admit to that because that's defeatist attitude. But we're not players. We're not management. Yeah, we don't yeah. work for the we're club. Be we're fans. Yeah, yeah, and we're reporters and what have you. So we can say that because yeah. it feels like that. Mm. Yeah, We can sense it, can't we? Richard Thompson says, 2017, we were an average championship club in debt. 2023, we're an average championship club in debt. I may be naive, but why the handover between Weber and Napa? We you don't want the new regime doing the same as the previous. Same with owners taking too long. Just get it done. It does feel, Rob, and we, and we mentioned it on the last podcast. Under when Weber first came in and under Fark, there was a clear ideology about the way we played, the way we operate, the way we recruit. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. But we knew what we were about. It does feel as if we're confused about the way we play, who we recruit. Are we going? Are we? 
you know, progressing youth? Or are we signing, you know, experience? What's the ownership model? And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's confusion, both at board level and amongst the fans. Weber's gone back to, to what he knows because, you know, he's got a manager in that he knows and he obviously knew Daniel. Um, you know, I, I, I hadn't worked together before, but he obviously knew him because it was a name that was used to us all. Like, who's this guy? Yeah. He came in, etc. The rest is history. Um, Wagner's someone he knows. He's worked with him. He did buy experienced players. They did bring a few experienced players right at the start of Daniel Farker's time. You know, he did because yeah, they yeah. were players like no, I'm you trying know, to think the, like Marcel yeah. Franker. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Play, but they were German. Lots of them yeah, were yeah. German players, but they were experienced. Yeah. They were players. I mean, Zimbo was, was, a, was Zimbo, a, yeah. and who was yeah. a, you would say was a great player for Norwich, all of in course, all, yeah. and a leader and a great guy. You know, and he brought in you know players that had been at clubs and, and done well and played in the Champions League you know uh, Mo Leitner and people like that Tom Tribal your, your good friend you know he, he was someone who played at the top level in, but they're all experienced players you know not necessarily young mm. but he also blooded young players Max Aarons being the one that was the complete success throw him in against Ipswich the rest is history you know we all know what a great player Max has been so Stuart Webber's gone back to what he knows which is by getting Wagner getting inexperienced players you know, Huang's an experienced player. That's why they signed him, you know, and he's he's not lit any fires by any stretch of imagination. So clearly that's the plan, but it's not working. Mm. And I, I echo that that person who, who no, was that? Who said that's a question, one. Yeah. Whoever it was, thank you for that message. Richard, I think. It, Richard, was. thanks, Richard. He is spot on. It's yeah. just this 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 kind of grey area we've got now. But that's because everything is confused from to- and and everything comes top down, right? So if it's confused and not solid and not clear at the top, it's going to be that when it goes on the pitch. And that is we are playing how we are just, throughout ju- the football. Just club. quickly before you get on to your next question, yeah. um, Chris, um, Harv says, "What's more worrying, Rob, is the anger is gone from fans. It's now acceptance mm. and apathy. apathy, and I do sense that." Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say there was... I don't think it's as bad as last time that word was used under Smith, though. I, I don't think we're apathy yet. I think we're still in anger because we can see this team can do it because we had a good start to yeah, season we and we're, we're, we're royally pissed off that you-know-who are above us and smashing that's it. A, that's a great that point. That doesn't help. That's a great point. We're not apathetic, Norwich City fans. I feel, ap- I feel apathetic. Yeah but, you've all, yeah, but that's just you. <laughs> I'm still angry because I can see in this team... A Kenny McLean, it's Scottish international football international footballer, Johnny Rowe having a breakthrough season, setting the you world just said the squad was average. Gabriel Sarra. All I'm saying is this: t- like we, we're angry, we're not apathetic. You're confused as well. No, I'm angry. I'm not apathetic. Do you sense that on the on the phone lines, Rob? I think is there's, there's, there's the mood shifted. Right, I'll tell weeks. you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. On Saturday, we were really busy, and that indicates anger. Okay. Because after Stoke, which we won one nil, yeah, we didn't get many calls. Oh, I'll be okay. honest with you. And we had a 1-0 in Stoke against Stoke in the Premier League years ago yep. when I was doing it in Macca and, and that was another thing. Maybe it's just Stoke. But <laughs> Plymouth couldn't get enough calls on. We're literally yeah. limiting people but to But when you were answering and they were on, what, what was the mood? The mood is, I think it's anger. I, I really do. do think it's anger. I get what the, the person's saying there. I think there is apathy. But I think the general, I don't think it's anger of we're going to boom, we're going to throw things and all that business at Caro. I think it's just... Sort this out. Yeah, we've shown yeah, this season. Yeah. I mean, we've we've our goal difference is I think it's now plus one. You know, it was it was magnificent right at the start of the season because we were smashing, we were top for winning. A while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've now you know we've, we're one of the top scorers in the division. We're one of the worst defenses. I think we are equally the worst defense mm-hmm. with with some Rotherham or whatever in the, bottom in the bottom three. three yeah, bottom so four, you, yeah. you just look at that and you think, well, where are we? Who are we? And I think this is a difficult thing because we've got to fill hours and hours of 
podcasts and radio and all that talking about it. So have the Pink and Boys. We've all got we've all got to talk about it, but it's difficult to really put our fingers on it. Yeah. What what where are we? And you know. I don't expect the club to come out and say anything because why should they? They're just getting on with their games. But it's a funny position we're in and we've been here so much in the last few months. We really have. Let's lighten the tone. Street brawl. Who's winning? Duffy, Slabhead or Gibbo? Who's Slabhead? Who's Grant Hanley, obviously. Yeah. Well, Rob's in a good position to answer this because he's yeah, clearly I can ref football. It. This would be a triple threat, would it? That, very good point. So yeah. Shane Street Duffy, brawl. Grant Hanley... Ben Gibson. Can I just say before I do that that I want to see as many Norwich fans at Fightmare. Yes. As I, as I, yes, as I can. That. I want to see as many Norwich shirts. Um, I'll give you the date a little bit later on, but I want to see as many Norwich shirts. Can we plug there. a link? Have you got a link? Yeah, I can give you yeah. a link. Yeah. So we want to see as many people there as possible. Support WAW, great local wrestling company. I'm the host. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, wait. I've refereed, I've wrestled, I'm now hosting. Yeah. So there you we smash go. Smash Grant. Thanks for, for Rowdy Ricky Knight for asking me. I beat him last last year. What's at what's the what's the next thing? You've, you've ticked all the wrestling boxes now, haven't you? Yeah, I've you've refed, I've commentated, I've, I've, I've made a documentary about it. BBC Three, available on iPlayer, Step Into The Ring. Yeah, so I you know, what else next. can I do? He's yeah, I'll just run my own company. Out. Yeah, I'll, I'll join in with, and I'll have to join with Ricky Knight. Or streaker, you could be a streaker. No, no oh, streaker's at wrestling. So here we go, right? Oh, come so on, three-way, Duffy, um, three-way. three-way. Yeah, Goodness gracious. It's That's what you call it—a three-way dance, <laughs> wrestling, triple threat. Right, street ball. Who's winning? Duffy, Slabhead, Hanley. That's rude to call Grant Hanley that. No, so that's a compliment. He's got. Oh, it's a. It's no, it's good. Isn't that what they call Maguire as well? So. Snapping yeah, but Hanley's yeah. better than him, yeah. yeah. Um, and Gibson. Uh, I will go for... Um, I'll go Duffy yeah. on that one. I think that's an easy one. No way. I think... Did you... Uh, Hang on, is this pre-Grant Hanley injury or... Well, yeah, if he's post. injured, you can't have him. He no, can't wrestle uh, The thing I enjoyed most about the Duffy goal at the weekend was the celebration. We, we, we saw the return of the Tim Close corner flag punch. Oh, yeah, good. Where, you, where he was so... You know, happy with what he'd just yeah. done. Happy, I'd say he was angry. He lost his mind and he just yeah. hit the corner flag. And I, and I appreciate well, it. Duffy would give him a good match, but for me, Grant Hanley is an absolute mammal. Like he's just a big hairy beast, and he's massive. And I, I don't. Have you I seen Duffy? He's I, huge. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I think, I think Grant Hanley would would, would outdo him definitely. Okay. Um, Good question. Yeah, great question. Great question. Ollie says, and and Rob, we I know you you watch the podcast every week, but we get a lot of these saying, yeah, Jack may, maybe was right after all. He said concerning statement, maybe Jack Reeve TNC's relegation prediction had been right all along. Actually, Ollie's um, spreading some fake news that I didn't say we'd be relegated. I said we'd finish about mid table, and I think actually you said we'd be around the relegation but, but zone. The, the problem is, well, is you've got that, the form last six we are. Aren't yeah. We? That's, that's kind of where we expected. Yeah. So is it... I mean, should we be getting that upset? Right, I need to talk about this, right? This is boiling my piss, this word, right? Ex- expectancy, expectation. And everyone's beating each other up with it. Oh, you know, it's just where we are. It's just where no, we but are. No, but I don't, no, it's no, just no, where no. we expect No, 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 I'm not oh, saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying at the start of the season, if someone said to you, where do you think Norwich would finish? You'd said mid-table. No, he yeah? wouldn't because he's deluded. All right. Well, Jack, you're sensible. You'd 12th. have said 12th. Yeah. Right. So now we are going to, we are 12th, effectively. We're 10th, but we're 12th, right? Yeah. Let's let's say it's mid-table, right? So, Jack, I'll ask him because he's 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 the one who said we'll be 12th. Are you, you're not surprised, no. you're not shocked, but you're upset because you've seen Norwich play well this season. Is that right? Yeah, but I think, you know, we've got a big enough sample size now where everything, you know, the dust has settled. Yeah. 
We've done where your we 10 did, games. Yeah, 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 we are where we deserve to be. And we're falling over in October. My point is, I'm not disagreeing with you, boss. I'm just I linked. I just got the word. And I've linked it. Boss? Yeah, he because he boss, is my yeah. boss. Well, that's good, though. Yeah. Actually, maybe I should be calling yeah, him. Yeah, he's boss. the one you who you be, you'd be nothing without him. That's weird, isn't it? I call you my boss, but I don't call you my boss. Yeah, that's interesting. He is your boss. You call me yeah. some horrible things. Some interesting yeah. levels of respect, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm old. I just, I'm just fed up of this small, little old Norwich mentality of. Oh, yeah, it's all right. We're just Norwich, aren't we? Yeah, well, we're just transitioning. Or, yeah, it's all right. No, 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 it's not. It's not fucking good enough. It's not. It it frustrates me so much. This club have been in the Premier League recently twice and blown it, right? There is no way with even the starting 11, we've debated around the squad, that we should be where we are and losing games in the manner that we are. You, this whole, oh, it doesn't matter, yeah. don't worry about it. And people are just like, oh, I prefer the championship. No, oh, no, oh, no, my no, God, don't start me. No, I just think, I, hate that. I actually you sound think, like me. Norwich fans need to raise, oh, cool. no, in you which do. case I'm worried. No, but you do, because this, <laughs> but we need to you're, raise we're our expectations. The same point, Jack. We're, uh, Chris, I'm just confused <laughs> now. We're making the same, edit that. We're making the same point, Chris. I agree. Norwich should be in the Premier League. This football, this brilliant football, yeah. all these brilliant shirts, Wes Hulan, all these great Crofty, yeah. legend, Lee Croft. We should be in the Premier League. This football club has got so much history. What Jack and I are talking about, and I won't speak for him, but I think he'll agree, is the team we've got and the manager we've got and the setup we've got and the recruitment we've got at the minute, we're a mid-table championship I team. Know. In the grand scheme of things, of course Norwich should be in the Premier I just League. Don't they're, want, they're a Premier League I just, club. I just don't agree with the small group of supporters that are just like, well, yeah, that's just what it is. Yeah, but it's true. But that's true. Yeah, but, yeah, but... That's where we are. We ain't good enough. Fight! Where's your desire? Because they are... We can't do it. We can only as... as, Let's talk as the supporters. We can only do what we can do, which is turn up, get behind the team, which they have done. And demand Despite criticism from the powers that be on numerous occasions about how bad our fan base is, the Norwich fans, and I'm not just saying this, I'm I'm doing my dealer at half-time here, they are... Some of the best fans in the world, I know and, that, I know, and I'm not just saying that because I am one, and you two are, but we genuinely are. We come from far out in the east of England. We're going all over the place. There was hundreds and thousands there at Plymouth. Yeah. They didn't deserve that, and every I club would say that. they've got great fans. And let's be honest, most clubs have, but Norwich fans are particularly not special Reading, for me. Not Reading, Reading. Dreadful. No, don't. Let's not. Let's not get. In, I love Reading. If you're if you're a Reading fan, <laughs> don't look after me when I come. Me. Right, well, not, we don't play in league. We don't play league one teams uh, yet, so uh, don't worry. Have you got? A, I'll give you one more question. You can read out. No, go on. No, that's fine. You done? Are you, you actually want me to? No, no, no. Okay, not a few. I think. <laughs> look, we've got a, a big week coming up. People may be watching this before the, the Borough game or not. Let's say in a month's time, Rob. Where do where do you expect this football club to be? Obviously, Napa would have just come in, or will about yeah, to just come about in. To, yeah. Do you think? Wagner's still here. Do you think the the, the form has turned in, in a month's time? I think I think he will be here because I think Norwich will win just to keep it bubbling. I think we'll hover around eighth, ninth, yeah. maybe jump jump into sixth every so often. So I think you know I don't think I, I just don't think I think Wagner's not really the one to look at. I think it's just the bigger picture at yeah. Norwich at the minute. Mm. Where are we? Who are we? You know we've got a, we've got an AGM coming up where questions will be asked of, of quite rightly by the shareholders, and you know it's interesting. We don't have any intel that we're going to hear from Ben Napper anytime soon. I'd love to hear from him, hear what he's going to say. Mm. Um, and I just, I just, I just the, the overriding thing for me is I can see why Stuart Webber is going to hang around and look after him. I think that's a really good plan. That would work well in the business world, but I think in football. 
you need fresh starts mm. because, like mm. I said, you never would have a situation yeah. where the previous manager is hanging around, yeah. or yeah. you buy a new striker and you know the one you've sold is still like, I'll just come in and <laughs> bed you in. You know, you do get situations where you know Ricky Van Walswicker comes in and Grant Holt's still there, mm. and you know we know how that ended. Yeah, there's like some that, good stories like, around that actually yeah, that I'll tell you another like, time. Yeah. But you know. We all knew Holt was a better footballer than Ricky, and he, he proved it, and, and that was a mistake. So there's an example of where having the legend hanging over the, the new boy who's coming for a lot of money doesn't work. Mm. So I, I'm not saying where they should go now. I'm just saying that this is where I think there's a lot of unsettling from the fans. Yeah, David we Wagner, clarity. We, yeah, clarity. we need clarity, but David Wagner would say, don't affect me, just leave me to the training ground. That's, that's behind the scenes mm. stuff. But I think it's a really interesting time for Norwich. We're going to be along for the ride. Um, but I think Norwich fans deserve better, I really do. I agree, and what I would say though, Rob, which is my last point, Jack, I know you want to finish up, is I think it does affect David, and I think David Wagner is potentially going to end up as the full guy, and it's easy to just say, well, manager, get him gone. And don't get me wrong, the resu- next time we do our podcasts, you know, if there's a couple of losses, you know, if the situation might have changed, but... I, I, I do I do there's an element of me where I feel I feel sorry for David Wagner because yeah, he's got Good the bike. ownership hanging over him and the board thing hanging over him and, he gets, and a mishmash and he board with injuries the media twice a week and, as well. and he's the one that gets, yeah exactly that's don't, a joy Rob well, well it's, not yeah, it depends it depends who's doing it doesn't it yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting thing all I would say to the to oh, Norwich uh, fans uh, go on let, all I'm going to say to the Norwich fans watching this is Keep doing your job because we're the Norwich fans are doing their job this season. You two have sort of merged into a married couple since oh, yeah. I last saw you. Like, I love him. I love you as well, mate. I got now divorced listen, to you. I've got to say this one more thing. Um, on. uh, Football-wise, Daniel Farker still smells great. Chris Gorham. Oh, confirmed. does he? Same, same after show. I believe so. Okay. I had a bottle of that. I think every Norwich fan's had it. It's not cheap. I will tell you. What is, I don't know what is it. I can't sort of in secret. It's a big, yeah. expensive one. Okay. I'll tell you okay. after. But yeah, he, okay. he still smelled good. Um, that was confirmed to me by Chris Gorham. I, I wanted to go and have a sniff, but I was up <laughs> in the gantry. Um, and fight Mary's November the eighteenth. Where come to fight Mayor? We've got some great matches. Roy Roy Knight against Ricky Knight Jr. is the main event. It's going to be cracking. PJ Knight's in action as well against Brett Semtex. Wear listen. Wear a Norwich shirt. I'm the MC, and I will call you out and say how amazing you are if you, if you wear a Norwich shirt. So that means everyone won't, probably. But yeah, come along and wear a Norwich shirt. And don't forget, as well as tuning into the Talk Norwich City podcast, listen to the scrimmage every Monday, yeah, yeah. live at six o'clock, and you can watch it back, listen to it back, sorry, on a podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to I'm it like until you call me boss. I'm like all sorts now. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, please don't go go and try and sniff Daniel Farker. There might be issues if you do. Rob's allowed because he knows him. Yeah, I do know him. I had a, I, I've got a lovely picture, I'll show you after, of me and Daniel arm in arm at um, Villa. He did. I did a oh, selfie with him. I've only ever taken you. You're absolute buggers for selfies, you two. But I've only ever done two you're selfies. You're old now. Yeah, you, you were going. No, no, well. I don't. I don't mind selfies in, as a principle. I'm just saying as a football thing. Right. Like the the you know the good old moose on Talksport. He loves a selfie, doesn't he? I've only done it twice. One was Nathan Redmond at Wembley. Yeah. yeah. And the other one was Farker at Villa. So. Never with Bradley Johnson. Never. No, he had a famous picture. With I Brad thought Johnson. you got one when you. Yeah, but that wasn't a selfie. No, 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 that no, wasn't no, a selfie. no. Uh, the, when he did the commentary with you. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't a selfie. That was just Chris took it, <laughs> and he put his arm around me. So I've, I saw. I've never washed that shoulder since. since. Uh, Rob, great to see you. Hopefully, Tom, in a, thanks in a for year we'll um, thanks, yeah. boss. See you in a year. We'll yeah. Who knows where we'll <laughs> and be? And thanks for everyone who's got in touch. And these lads, by the way, 
amazing. This is this is the best podcast apart from one other. This is the best podcast on the Norwich City World. There's only two. I wanna, I wanna, there is. Well, there's more than two. I want to applaud these two, and I want to give them a round of applause for the great work they've done because you know Jack started this all up and and has has just blown everyone out of out of the proportion, oh. out of the world, out of the water with how well he's done. So credit to you, and I suppose I'll give you credit. Invoice as well. in the post. Thanks, yeah. boss. Great stuff. <laughs>